Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we're talking about network as a service with sponsor Aruba, a Hewlett Packard enterprise company, including how Aruba defines NAS, the market appetite for network as a service, customer examples, and more. Our guest is Alan Nee, Senior Director of Edge Marketing. Uh, Alan, welcome to the podcast. And can you start us off? What does Aruba mean by network as a service? Thank you. Appreciate it. And thanks for the opportunity here. Yeah. So NAS is definitely a very nascent area, an area that um, we've been uh, driving a lot of thought leadership around. And when we think about NAS, we specifically think about consuming um, networking or enterprise networking and the type of networking that we're in is kind of at the edge, edge networking in a subscription form in a cloud-like manner. So if you think about it more specifically, we're thinking about things like hardware or customer premise equipment in this services space, combined with software lifecycle management services delivered and consumed via a subscription or consumption-based form. Okay, so I want to make sure I understand this. You're talking essentially about how I'm consuming uh, hardware and software from Aruba and not like I'm buying, say, a backbone connectivity service that you're delivering to me. Correct, right? And if you think about network or networking, there could be many flavors of as a service, right? If we're a service provider, maybe you are paying for some form of connectivity um, as a service. When you and I pay pay our cell phone carriers, right, we're paying for some form of connectivity as a service. But with it, with, when it comes to our specific sort of portfolio and the types of products and solutions that we offer, um, it goes to basically what you just said. This sounds like it's related to the Hewlett Packard Enterprise GreenLake offering, where they're offering uh, the whole IT infrastructure as a service. Is it in the same vein as that, where you ship me the hardware that I need and then charge me an agreed fee for a period of time? So I can have, you know, 10 switches in a leaf spine architecture and you'll just work out how to pay me, how I pay for it on a monthly basis. Absolutely. So if you think about it, and that's a great comment, Mm. um, several years ago, Antonio Neri, our CEO, basically threw the gauntlet down and said, hey, we're going to reinvent and rethink how IT infrastructure is actually deployed and consumed. Mm. And part of that is to take a lot of things, uh, a lot of hardware that's traditionally kind of bought pushing boxes, deploying boxes, et cetera, and rethink that into a cloud-like sort of motion. And with HPE GreenLake for Aruba, we're taking a critical piece of that triad, right? Compute, storage, networking, and bringing networking, specifically kind of the edge networking piece to that cloud-like motion. Now, this applies to all of your portfolio, the wireless, the SD-WAN, and the data center, and the wired campus as well. So that I can basically come in with a with a subscription licensing or a, or a monthly or recurring license, you know, payment scheme, and I uh, sit down with your account team and work out a fee for that. That's basically how it works. Then, yep, it's unique in that, as you kind of suggested, our entire portfolio is available via this subscription model. We have mm. not just the entire portfolio, but a pretty big footprint. We have the ability to reach out to north of fifty countries across the world. So we could serve you know, individual countries or multinationals uh, from that respect. But yes, uh, you're correct, Greg. Mm. Now that would not just be for the, uh, for the solution. It's not like a, a financing deal. This is the whole package. This is, uh, it throws in with the maintenance offering, it throws in with the software light updates, it throws with the whole thing. So when you say network as a service, it's functionally like, here's all the assets that you want, you're gonna pay this much for it. And if you want more, 
then you send them more and you fit, you know, you grow that. So if I'm thinking SD-WAN, if I'm a company and I've got a hundred sites and I grow to 200, you just work out ways to pay for that on an incremental basis. So more would be deployed and you'd pay a subscription fee for all that. Yes, you're right. I mean, the mindset's just very different when you're buying yeah. as a service versus I think what you were alluding to, buying and mm. financing, let's say through a lease. If I'm financing through a lease, I'm still thinking about it from an architectural perspective, right? I'm thinking mm. technology first. How do I build that specific sort of platform? What specific sort of products or software do I need? I build mm. a bill of materials and then, yeah, I could pay it in a lump sum or potentially I could go finance it. Whereas with an as-a-service sort of model, you're thinking more from a use case perspective. The customer's mm. thinking, hey, if I'm a retailer, I actually need to provide wireless point of sale solutions, or I need to, mm-hmm. be able to furnish guest Wi-Fi or some sort of augmented reality experience. And that's going to drive the architecting of the solution. And then as you kind of suggested, you have the ability to be able to scale up or scale down based off of the actual use case. And particularly in this day and time, if you think about the pandemic and how businesses really had to be able to change and adapt kind of on a dime yeah, um, this type of solution. I think part of the reason that this type of solution um, is more interesting is just because of the times, right? Whether you're talking about connectivity or if you think about what organizations had to do with their software strategy or their application strategy, you know, relying on just the client mm. in general. So, you know, one of the complaints that we hear from listeners all the time is that licensing is becoming so complicated that it essentially can be a full-time position at some organizations. If I'm getting into this uh, as a service model, am I getting more complex licensing or less complex licensing? I'd argue less. Um, If you think about it, you're paying for a subscription, right? But the underlying licensing that you need, you're thinking about use cases once again. You're not thinking about assembling products and widgets together. Right, those specific use cases and what we've done with the as a service, and we'll talk maybe a little bit more about this around service packs, is that we've now packaged it in a way that, from a financial perspective, people want to go more opex based, and there's some good attributes for that. You have the ability to be able to do that, and we've abstracted, you know, all the additional accessories or accoutrements you needed to a network and abstracted that, so you don't have to worry about that. You could be maybe more of a, a line of business sort of person that needs a specific sort of solution and will mm. deliver it to you via that subscription-based form. You don't need to get into all of that minutiae. So you mentioned service packs. What, what does that mean then? Yeah, so this is part of our journey, right? We've had GreenLake for Aruba on the market north of two years. As we kind of came out initially with some of the deals, we had to do a lot of this stuff via scope of works, right? So yes, we could deliver it via a monthly subscription, Etc. But we had to do it via scope of works. And one of the things that we found was that that was great. It served a lot of our customers. You'll hear more about these customers. Um, there's a whole bunch that we'll be releasing over the summer uh, to talk about their experience. But it's hard to scale because you're basically building custom homes, if I had to use an analogy. And what we've learned is we've figured out there's a lot of similarity. And the goal was to really template it so that we can scale. We could scale to our mm. customers and more importantly, we can involve the channel. Uh, the channel that we have, that's where the majority of our sales go through from a network perspective, but they're still very accustomed to selling products and solutions, right? Specific hardware, software licensing, et cetera. Scaling scope of works is a lot more foreign to them. 
So this idea of service packs is to really make these NAS offerings a lot more congruent to how the channel wants to operate. If mm. sometimes we kind of dumb it down a little bit and say, hey, we can make it SKU-based and the channels know how to operate and sell and push SKUs. And then with these service packs, we give them the hardware, the software, the key technology components that so that they can wrap their services around it. And one mm. of the services I noticed on one of your recent writings you guys wrote about was that um, does NAS include a third-party operate portion, right? And as we need to scale, there are many increasing partners that are building these practices where they could, from a managed services perspective, operate networks. And mm. what a service pack allows us to do is give them the key technology, et cetera, from um, in, in a simple way, in an as-a-service cloud-like motion, and then they could wrap something like a service if it's mm. something like managed services. I, so I think it's important that people understand that part of the way that network as a service works is you have to say, this is the design and the, the customer kind of has to fit into that. And the flip side of this is that that's exactly what happens in off-premise cloud. You can only use the tools that they give you and everybody seems to fit into that okay. So if you're used to the mindset of, I'm going to have one of these and one of these and I'm going to put this together and I'm going to artisanally to create a network, that's not what we're talking about here. Network as a service says, these are the defined designs, these are the use cases, This is and, and that lets you set up consistent upgrade paths for customers and to be able to know how much you're spending. So there are some 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 restrictions here in the sense that this is how the product works but that's not that's actually a good thing i think yeah and that's a change in mindset right and mm -hmm. i sometimes put a lot of analogies to this if i want to rent a car i basically say hey i want to rent a mid-sized car or i need a minivan or something i can't mm -hmm. really pick the exact car right it's based off my use case i need to get from point a to point b this is my party this is the amount of luggage <laughs> and i yeah. leave it to a hertz or avis or whoever to figure out and make sure that they give me a quality car they can get me from point a to point b and it doesn't yeah. break down right but can i pick a mustang versus a camaro versus something that's a lot more difficult and i think this is the same sort of methodology right we understand the use case and we've been able to build and architect and design this to be able to solve for that use case. So we're driven by a service level objective. Um, it's kind of funny in our IDC, mm -hmm. we did an IDC survey just recently, a thousand IT executives across, multi, uh, I think 15 or so countries. And we did ask a question around, if you're thinking about network as a service, where do you, where do you, where do you land? Um, do you want to, do you believe you're still specking equipment like actual models, or are you going to leave it to kind of the service provider? And the response was actually three quarters believe they still desire to actually pick what the equipment is, where as a quarter uh, didn't, they were going to leave it to the service provider. And more recently, I actually did a, a separate webcast with one of our customers who's an early adopter, one of the earlier adopters on network as a service. And he kind of agreed with that statement. He actually said that when they first went into it, they thought they needed to spec the equipment. But then as they started to talk to their financial folks and their accountants, they had a desire to kind of consume it on an OPEX basis. Um, you know, as soon as you bring in CPAs, they basically said, hey, you can't be specking equipment. It ne actually <laughs> needs to be a scope of work with the desired outcome around use cases. So 
ultimately with this organization, when they deployed, he went to that smaller minority portion, which is, you know, he put his trust in the service provider. We were one of those service providers to say, hey, you guys know exactly what you're doing. You're going to spec what I need to ultimately, and I'm going to kind of uh, pull away from actually choosing, you know, what color paint, what model, what trim grade, et cetera. Uh, yeah. Right. What matters is getting to the destination as opposed to, am I getting there in a Toyota or a Honda? Correct. I think it's more like choosing a hire car. You say they want a big car, a small car, a minibus, and then that's right. where you go rather than, you know, buying a car where you say, I want fancy car that shows off my ego with red paint and fat wheels and a loud engine. Exactly. In that case, Maybe you're going to have hard. to buy it or you're going to lease it. Right. So if we go back to this idea of, you know, you have to buy it or lease it, and then maybe you'll get your Range Rover with the big wheels. Right. Um, yeah. So, but it also sounds like you have designed this network as a service program with the channel in mind. So the partners and managed service providers also still have a role to play. Super, super important to us. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, some of our early wins in some cases, we had to figure out how this would work. Right. And I think, from a networking perspective, particularly the specific type of networking we're doing, there are some inherent challenges that we have that other IaaS products, et cetera, don't, right? Access points are single tenant by nature. Right. If you're scaling down or not paying for it, it's a lot incredibly harder to kind of reallocate that capacity to somewhere else, right? <laughs> and I think that's one of the bigger challenges that we have versus if everything's in a colo. And I could just point that capacity elsewhere. So yeah, these are all things that we're up to the challenge for solving. But I think the flip side here is I could be running a data center network built around Aruba from HP Enterprise, right? And then all of a sudden I could say, I want an SD-WAN. I can just go back to you and say, give me the price per month for an SD-WAN. And you'd come in and say, yeah, we got this, this, and this. Here's your price. And then if you want to grow that, it's just an incremental price upgrade, a bit like the cloud. The more you use, the more you get. If you want to add more bandwidth, you can scale it up, you can scale it down. And then you can say, well, I want to start deploying a Aruba into my wired campus or un- my wireless campus. And, you know, or actually more likely you would have a Aruba wireless but you you get my point that's that's the that's the freedom here i think that's the uniqueness yeah and that's the power of being paired up with the broader mm. hpe green lake story if you think about this if you're a shop that's kind of really bought into running more lean it or asset light sort of facilities the breadth of the portfolio is incredible you could start with saying hey i i need a converged stack right and that could be just basically i need compute I need storage, I need top of rack switching. And then all as quickly as you kind of suggested, it could evolve mm. into, oh, hey, I need kind of user connectivity or access networking, or I need inner inner site connectivity via SD-WAN. Yeah. I think we're unique in this position from HPE to be able to deliver that critical IT stack um, across all these multiple disciplines in this as a service motion. All right. Well, that does uh, wrap up our time. Alan, if folks want to find out more uh, about uh, Aruba and Network as a Service, where would you send them? Yeah, I would hit our website, www.arubanetworks.com slash NAAS or NAS. Um, On that website, we have a lot of the things that we talked about, some of the thought leadership, the IDC reports that I had mentioned earlier, also a little bit more about our HPE GreenLake for Aruba offering. 
All right, that's arubanetworks.com slash N-A-A-S or NAS. Uh, Alan, thanks for joining us and thanks to Aruba for being a sponsor. And as always, thanks to you for listening. If you like this episode, you can find it and many more fine free technical podcasts along with our community blog. That's all at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers, like us on LinkedIn, hear us on Spotify and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.